This is Barbara Gregorich, writer, reader, blogger, teacher, here today to read you a poem. The longest game ever played in professional baseball started on April 18, 1981. I have long been fascinated by this game, and several years ago I wrote a 33-stanza poem about it, one stanza for each inning. This poem is the one I received the most comments on and the most requests for. It was first published in Bardball. No Ties, No Ticking Clocks, April 18, 1981. There are no ties in baseball. There is no ticking clock. The game could continue forever. One night in Rhode Island, the Rochester Red Wings face the Pawtucket Red Sox. A fierce wind invades the stadium, numbing fans and players alike. Make this one quick, everyone hopes. Lights generate no warmth. Fans applaud. The game begins. Six scoreless innings, then Rochester drives in a single run Bottom of the ninth, the Paw Sox also score a single run. There are no ties in baseball. There is no ticking clock. There are only more chances. The extra innings creep like icicles. Tenth, eleventh, twelfth arrive and depart with nothing but snowballs to show. Big, round, cold zeros. At the end of 18 innings, the score remains 1-1. <clears throat> the temperature drops to bathospheric depths. Players light bonfires in trash barrels, burning broken bats as fuel. Fans go home to furnaces that blast hot air. Players long to go home too, but first one of them must cross home. The stadium sells out of food. Clubhouse men deploy into the frigid night and return with chow, the players bolt down. The game goes on, four hours, five, six. There are no ties in baseball. There is no ticking clock. And then, top of the 21st inning, Rochester scores a second run. Hallelujah! The game will, at long last, be over, completed. No, not meant to be. Pawtucket also scores a second run in the bottom of the 21st. Game tied 2-2. The contest will continue. Players know it. The remaining fans know it. This is baseball, not some nickel-and-dime tick-tock diversion. The managers think otherwise. They want the game called and resumed later, preferably on a warm summer day. They appeal to the umpire who pages through his book coldly and finds no applicable rule. Play ball, he huffs, his breath a speech bubble in the frosty air. And so players stumble through the motions they've been making since they were six years old. <clears throat> Half asleep, half frozen. They are all good enough to play at the triple A level and definitely good enough to keep one another from scoring. By the end of the 27th inning, Rochester and Pawtucket have played three full baseball games. 
Again, the managers appeal to the umpire, but the blue man stands by his earlier decision. There are no ties in baseball. There is no ticking clock. The fans, a score of them remain. A score, if only somebody would score. Nobody goes out to scrounge up food for the fans who dare not burn stadium seats to stay warm. Why do they stay? Do they know they are witnessing baseball history? History ish mystery, the managers don't care. They understand about ticking clocks and no ties. They just think somebody has to show some common sense. And so, calling it common sense, somebody calls the league president at three o'clock in the morning. After he is awake enough to understand the situation, the league president grants permission to call the game. And so, at the end of the 32nd inning, the game is called to be resumed another day. <clears throat> Before the fans can unstiffen enough to leave, the Pawtucket organization awards a free season pass to each of these true blue-from-the-cold lovers of the game. The players stand in hot showers to thaw, then dress to go home, stepping out into the early morning sunrise. Two months later, the Red Wings return and the game resumes, the score still 2-2. Rochester fails to score, but Pawtucket does not driving a run across the plate in the bottom of the 33rd inning. The longest game in baseball history is finally completed. There are no ties in baseball. There is no ticking clock. My next series of podcasts will be on grammar, punctuation, and writing well.